Hello and welcome back to this programme. This is the Weekly Protest Podcast. Hello and welcome back. We are back. Yay. With me in the studio today, I've got Charlie. Hello. And I've got Louis. Hello. We're going to change it up a bit this time. We're back and we're back for good, as Take That once said. We're going to change it up and we're going to just go through as many as we can and just see what happens, really. We're going to have a look at this week's news, this week's views, and give our opinions. So sit back, relax, and enjoy today's programme. So, how is everyone? Uh, all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's all right, yeah. Nothing much. Politics, mate. God's sake, this is going to be a tough programme, isn't it? <laughs> so, um, we're going to start off with a story I found on the BBC News. It actually came up on the breakfast show on uh, Radio Bristol that I like to frequent quite often uh, with my ears. With your um, you managed to make that sound weird. <laughs> Just like <laughs> I listen to radio. <laughs> yeah. Well, my job is to make things like sound weird. You're an old-timey writer. I'm like an old... It takes t- you a paragraph to say, <laughs> am I, I am listen I like to John, radio. Am I like John Stuart Mill? Yes, well, not... No. On Liberty? No. Five pages, one paragraph. Yeah, same thing. Indeed. So to start this week, I've come across a... Uh, something from about Wessex Water. So a normal letter to residents about planned work in the streets has been reported to be from... Uh, far from normal this week. Residents in Chippenham, near Wiltshire, received some rather different news when the letter appeared from Wessex Water about planned engineering works. In fact, the letter read <laughs> something that I would consider quite... Yeah, it was, it was quite... Yeah, it wasn't respectable, to be honest. It had a bit of text. And in the, in the text read, you know, we've got some planned engineering works coming up. As as you normal as you normally do, you know uh, you can continue to use your water normally, uh, unless other otherwise advised. But then it follows a, a phrase on a paragraph on its own, saying, "Tom Wazoki is a twat." In bold. In bold. Who would believe it? And I tell you what, there's something that kind of a a bit a bit weird about that. So obviously, you know, the residents thought this is. It's not right. It's not definitely not right. So they they had a uh, little little go on Twitter saying, uh, "Poor poor Tom, has received all this abuse." So yeah, lots of stuff going around. Wessex Water did say it was deeply sorry for the inappropriate language and uh, any offence caused by the letter. In a statement, it did say a letter about water supply work was tampered with and cont- contained some inappropriate language. We've taken this matter extremely seriously. And we're taking steps to uh, make sure it doesn't happen again. Basically, they're going to find out who did it and fire them, probably. Mm. It's probably something Louis would do, to be honest. Why? Well, because that's the kind of joke he would do and accidentally send it on. Excuse me. I'm an artiste. Are you? When it comes to my comedy. (laughs) (laughs) But what comedy? I'm not going to say the phrase, Jack. I'm not going to say it. You don't want me to say it? Do you want me to say it? Louis was very racist. <laughs> yeah. I know I was. No, it's a, fra- it's a phrase. It's a phrase that exists. Yeah. It also, Louis, I think, I think listeners will help if you just stand slightly away from the, po- from the microphone. Don't make me stand up. <laughs> well, no, it's just... Uh, uh, Can they hear me? Because it feels like I'm coming Closer, closer. You're definitely coming through. Right, try As again. As are all your mouth noises. Try, right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so it says, however... 
However, it turns out Tom Wazocki was the roster manager for Wessex Water. It turns out. Really? I didn't yeah. get this part. I yeah, I thought he was just like a, cli- like a, a client, a person. Um, <laughs> and, but despite a long search, has yet to make a comment on the issue. But rumour has it he was the uh, manager for Wessex Water who determines who does what uh, engineering works where. So, you know, interesting. I think we're going to come over to our next story and we'll start it from there. We're going to talk about Canada. It's the first country in the G7 to legalise cannabis. Of course... um, Canada. (laughs) I don't know the rest of the national anthem. Excellent. All right, well, I I was doing a bit of an intro there. It's a huge isn't it? It's... So basically, the Commons or like you know the legislative body have approved it. The Senate's expected to approve it, but it won't come through uh, in t- for a few months, two or three months after the legalisation passes. Before yeah, they said they said late August. Was yes, late August. So guys, I want to know: Do you think Britain? Oh right, okay. Follow, <laughs> follow do suit. You, do you think Britain will follow suit, or do you think Britain should follow suit? Oh, they're two very different questions. Well, you know, because they're clearly not going to follow suit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, the, uh, I although the Liberal Democrats are not, you know, as respected as they used to be. I think it's quite a sign in the right, well, not the right direction. I'll get onto that in a moment, but a sign in the direction of legalizing cannabis that they had their part of their um, manifesto last election was yeah. uh, legalizing marijuana. So, you know, it looks like a uh, kind of political landscape. The landscape is shifting at least a little bit. Yeah, but it's been doing. It's been that has been that has been happening for ages, hasn't it? Like, I wouldn't say it was just what the, the shift or yeah, the, the shift towards like deregulization. Is it yeah, deregulation? De- um, decriminalization. Decriminalization, yeah. stuff like that. Like, and then it's been happening for a while. And I wouldn't say the Liberal Democrats have what they're the driving force behind no, it. No, but I just mean like surely the fact that that was that in came a, up in a, in a, in a manifesto in a for major, any yeah, major party, major political party. Um, manifesto, yeah. It shows that there's some kind of step But the thing the is, right they direction. also put the thing in that they're going to have a second referendum, which is completely undemocratic. So they're just clutching at straws to yeah. actually gain votes, aren't they? I mean, yeah. Perhaps. We might get onto Brexit eventually. We always will. Well, I put it on the bottom because, you know, at the end of the day, Brexit has been done to death. <laughs> so um, what do you think about Canada's choice? Do you think it was the right step to make? I don't know what you kind of think on the issue. Well, I think whatever you think about the actual merits of um, marijuana or, or any other drug, it, there is a lot of evidence to say that things get safer for everyone when you um, regulate marijuana. And actually, kind of what's uh, what's quite it looks like is happening uh, for this round. What is that? You're the worst <laughs> person on the planet. What even is that? What are you playing? What song is you're the worst. Oh, Jesus Christ, you're, cut that out, you're 12 years old. I will start what I was saying again because that's that's <laughs> terrible. You're still playing it. <laughs> <laughs> Let Charlie speak. No, I'm not speaking over that. I'm not. <laughs> you're done. You're done. Charlie, go. I'm done. I'm done. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll mute myself for a little while. Um, the, the the way Canada seems to be doing it is really, really heavily regulating it. For example, they are um, the way that legal marijuana is going to be sold is through the government. It's all going to be government-run um, dispensaries, which means the current kind of illegal dispensaries that are kind of semi-legal that exist in Canada are all going to be shut down, probably. 
So it, it's quite a different approach to what we've seen in um, the US and places like that, and it's an interesting one, but... A, what? What song is this? What is it? find out, won't you? No, we don't want songs. We want... Oh, we want political commentary, yeah? <laughs> no. <laughs> I've been banned I, from your using mu- the music Your music now. privileges have been revoked. Okay? <laughs> right. I'm sorry, listener. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. One listener. <laughs> now, thanks to you. Yeah, we, had a solid four. we had a solid four, right? <laughs> <laughs> now we've got one. Right, okay. So, so obviously there's the issue of uh, bringing it legal. Firstly, it's going to bring money for the government. Mm-hmm. Secondly, there's the issue of it's going to possibly make the substance safer because there's more regulation and as you talked about kind of illegal dispensers yeah the um the other thing just saying about making it safer is for canada specifically they're going to be it's thought that they're going to be only dispensing um marijuana that has up to 20 percent thc which is i think i think fairly medium i'm, I'm definitely Dead. not an expert but yeah it's Dead. not it's not the um <laughs> it's definitely not the strong stuff which is kind <clears throat> of interesting because there's an argument that the um that that would mean the black market's allowed to continue just by selling the more strong stuff. But, uh, but yeah, carry on. Well, will there always be a black market whether you legalise something or not? Because, you know, there's a market for illegal cigarettes. Yeah, I was thinking about that, though. Like, how big is the market for illegal cigarettes? Because it doesn't seem to me like a lot of people grow their own tobacco in well, their I th- lofts or anything <laughs> I like think that. It's, I think it's the case of, at the moment, because cannabis, the only way you get it is on the illegal market, it's going to bring down the size of the market considerably oh, yeah, certainly. but i suppose the question is anything you do will that stop any kind of illegal market at all or will there always be one no matter what you do to be honest and is that a bad thing um I, there will always be an illegal market because there's an illegal market for everything but uh, the, you know there's you can get it small enough so that it almost doesn't matter and you know that will be a massive hit to organized crime and all that kind of stuff but the problem that people are citing with the canada thing is it's likely because of the tax on it that it might be more expensive than current street prices for weed, which means, you know, no one was really probably put off by the illegal mm. nature of it anyway. So if you can get it cheaper from your local dealer than you can from the government, then you're probably just going to st- continue buying it from yeah. your local dealer. And the other thing is the, is the strength problem of that this won't be like strong marijuana. And if I you're su- after yeah, that... Yeah, I suppose something that's come to me is, um, would people trust their dealer rather than the government? I think there's quite a there was a um, there was a Guardian interview with two um, Canadian cannabis dealers currently kind of on different levels I guess but you know I think loyalty is a big part of it and people always go to the same person yeah. so if they already trust someone there's no reason why they would if it's not cheaper to go to someone else there's no reason why they would you know um, go away from their dealer that they're loyal to. Mm. So. The the th- the difference between America is obviously is private in America the dispensaries aren't run by the, the government at all yeah. the federal government so a lot of illegal semi illegal dispensaries that were in the U S before where there's like oh you know it's a smoke shop but it's a herb shop yeah, like, yeah. they basically then invested and then became the legal dispensaries whereas this one's going to put several like a lot of people out of business yeah it will put it, they are planning to. Do a push to shut down all yeah, of the Yeah, and that put a lot of people out of business. Whereas yeah. in America, they allowed that if you wanted to actually start up, you apply for a permit. I'm guessing yeah, something yeah, like yeah. that, and then you run your own legal. Well, here's a question in terms of like, is it going to negatively affect 
places like the Amsterdam tourist market. If, if <laughs> they're you... happy, Amsterdam are happy right. about this happening. Do you know why? Why? Because we know, like in Amsterdam, it's the central point of like stagnies, isn't it? Yeah, I and suppose. you've got people greening in the street, falling over, <laughs> doing mushrooms, falling into the rivers. They're freaking out. They're like mm. tourism, great. They're getting a lot of money from tourism, but. I've read a lot of, of a lot of statements online where it's like it's kind of ruining the city, like it's it's making. Well, it I, sp- a bit <laughs> I suppose it's quite a peace. Like if we take out all of that factor, it's quite quite a peaceful city in terms of like it's got a nice. Um, got no cars. Yeah, everyone cycles because they're mad. They kind of have to because they're all high. As f- <laughs> <laughs> they can't really drive with that. Plus they're cyclists. That was so, actually, you know. um, sorry, that was something that was brought up by quite a lot of people because there's been no clear... Um, about driving. Canada has said nothing yet about what they'll do about um, driving under the influence, which is of marijuana. Surely it'll be the same as drugs. Uh, as drugs. <laughs> no, um, as in, like, as, in, as it currently is. You can't drive. I know, but... Yeah, but you yeah. can't. It's very difficult to test for um, cannabis, yeah. like, on the roadside. I suppose um, the only way you could do it is a blood test. and Yeah, exactly. Obviously, you blood levels go out. down once you take... Because you could take them in under suspicion. Could the current kind of state is you take them in under suspicion of drinking drugs, and then they have a blood but test. But that'll become very costly. Indeed. Yeah. Once it's legalised. The reason that, um, like, driving at the... The breathalyzer thing works so well is you can test someone on a roadside and if they're fine, you can let them go on. Whereas if if you have this situation where you have to take a blood test for every person who's suspected of um, being driving under the influence of cannabis, then that's like a massive cost and it will go one of two ways of either you arresting a lot of people who are innocent or you just not catching people. Mm. Because um, driving while high is said to be probably worse than a lot of drink driving. Obviously, if you're completely blackout drunk, then you're probably not very useful i don't think you can get to that level on marijuana but like the actual in terms of just pure reaction your reactions time, are like shot yeah like that's just a fact like there's no way you're gonna get in a car and feel like i'm safe if a car pulls out in front of me i can stop there's mm, it's not happening so yeah that's that's there's a lot there's a lot of mm. details that are yet to be seen um so charlie did you um you you, you looked into kind of the new airport runway oh right <laughs> ask me Oh, yeah, it's quite a segue there, Jack. But no, yeah. I'm, I'm the champion of the segue. Smooth transition. <laughs> Could have went, speaking of high, airplanes, airport. <laughs> I'm a king. Speaking of high, what were the people uh, like when they raked this? Uh, what's, this what are you doing now? I, I'll stop that. Is that was, I knew it, that's Eurovision. Isn't yeah. It? yeah. Of course. Flying the flag for you. Anyway, Charlie. Charlie's rubbing his bold hair. That's, that's how bad you made it. New runway. What's yes. happening? Um, I don't. I don't know that much about the details actually of the political situation around. Boris it. Johnson doesn't want it. Does he not? Boris Johnson said he would lie. He would lie down the, in front of the, the bulldozers. <laughs> oh no! I saw there was a um, there was a brilliant "Have I Got News for You" thing about that. They said it's going ahead because he said he would lie down in front of the bulldozers. <laughs> <laughs> no, I suppose the the political situation that I would put on it is that let's like, let's bear in mind here. You know, this is the third successive government that said they will build a third runway at Heathrow. We had the coalition government. Well, we've had kind of various other governments. We had the government in 2009, which I don't know if you, anybody remembers, was the famous moment when John McDonnell picked up the mace from the House of Commons saying, we represent them! We represent... I actually might have a clip of that. <laughs> we, oh, here we go, here we go. It's when he... Um, Oh, actually, I don't have it plugged in. Anyway, um, he just kind of calms down, and they have to like he got, he got suspended for like fourteen days from the house for doing it. Um, yeah. So, what do you think, Charlie? 
Uh, I mean, my overriding thought is that any government that's putting a vast amount of money into expanding operations of a massive polluter in a uh, (laughs) city that has got massive air pollution problems is completely irresponsible. And I think that... um, they shouldn't shouldn't be done in the, with the current climate situation, especially with the current air pollution in London situation. Well, see, I'm in two minds about it because I completely agree with you on that point. But then the question raises that you know soon Britain will Heathrow will be irrelevant. Well, <laughs> soon you know it's the one of the busiest airports in the world. So, so it's going to be too busy. No, but there's going to be the point where um, it doesn't become competitive anymore to the rest of the world. I totally understand that, but I just think at this point People in time... People coming when you to have, bloody the UK for the airport. Yeah, the, when, you, when you have such terrible air pollution in that area and such terrible carbon emissions coming out of you know airports and airplanes, mm. um, you, it's just incredibly irresponsible to, to try and do something like this. The other thing I think as well is London has like five official airports hmm. and why are we expanding already the biggest and the busiest? Surely you want to, surely it's It's because It's because if we look at, there's, there's an interesting video by, um, oh, what's his name? You know him. Did Unfinished London. Oh yeah, J- uh, Jay Foreman. Jay Foreman. <laughs> oh, I love Jay Foreman. <laughs> yeah, he did it. He did an Unfinished London I like politics, I'm boring. Yeah. yeah, that's what <laughs> yes. He did a series about Unfinished London. And his London. song about a potato. Well, oh yes. yeah, if a potato was president yes. or prime, prime minister. minister yeah. Yeah. Uh, but he did um, he did a series called Unfinished London, looking into airports. And I suppose Heathrow is your hub airport, so it's kind of the airport where your big airlines fly into. And then you have places like Luton, which is where kind of EasyJet are based. Because you've got like cause the it's cheaper. stepsister, which is Gatwick. Yes, uh, <laughs> and a bugger to get to. Um, yeah. And then you have like Stansted, and uh, I don't really want this podcast heading into naming airports, but you have kind of various other airports, right? Um, so the question, you know, harks back to, do we want to be competitive? I'll just read you what... But Chris, what do you mean by competitive, then? Well, I mean, like, com- like competitive with... Like, there's... In America, I know it's a different country, but in, like, Chicago's <laughs> airport has, like, nine runways. It's crazy. Okay. You know, but, like... Yeah, that's... What about it? I know, but the... Qu- like, it's like, oh, I'm gonna, I want to go to London. I really want to see Buckingham Palace. But also... Stuff. Oh, we've only got two <laughs> runways? How dare they? I'm not going there. I must go to Dubai where they But I suppose it's also, it's also Heathrow's almost running at capacity at this point. So. Uh, yeah, on expand the other airports. I mean, I, d- I don't want any of the airports to be expanded from an environmental standpoint, but I don't understand why it only Charlie, has to be we'll Heathrow build, that we'll build, be expanded. We'll, we'll build an airport in your area, shall we? Just build it in your back garden. <sighs> yeah, would... I mean, why not? I just... How would that no. even work? Uh, yeah, Build my it, back garden yeah. is small. <laughs> <laughs> also, you'd so, have to fly like literally very low because he's like next to the river. Mm. Kind of low down. In Norwich. Please, please yeah. don't. In Norwich? <laughs> <laughs> sure, yeah, I live in Norwich, everyone. So I'll just, oh, read yeah, you, uh, you? I'll just read you what Chris Grading nah. had to say. So he said, the time for action is now. And he said he insisted that the decision was being taken in the national interest and would benefit the whole of the UK. 15% of new landing slots at the airport facilitating regional connectivity. So that's the question. Oh, OK. So he, what he reckons he wants is for internal flights. Well, yeah, I suppose. It used bit, to be, I mean, if Carillion it, hadn't collapsed, we would be talking about building the proper, you know, high-speed railway and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah um, domestic flights are just not a good thing in any way, especially for somewhere like um, the UK, which is small. Laptop back. Um, hmm. And I... Sp- no. <laughs> uh, it begs the question... Yeah, guys, my laptop charge. Fafal. 
I know. But, I, yeah, I suppose kind of they're playing the devolution argument, you know, like, oh, we want to create a northern powerhouse and do all of this about benefiting other parts outside of London by what, building, like building a new... London. By no, building a new... <laughs> this is exactly what I'm saying. Like, why are we still concentrating all of the money in, like, a single airport? I mean, you know, maybe a bit in Gatwick as well, but, like, oh, it's just it's ridiculous, Yeah. You know, the, with with the environmental situation we've got right now and the air pollution situation we've got right now, we need things like high-speed railways. We need better public transport. We do not need more internal flights. We need more metro bus now. <laughs> Big up the T2. Yeah. Oh. Are they still free? <laughs> what? Uh, they are until well, Saturday. Saturday yeah. you have to start paying. You know, fun. You know, did you see the reason why the M2 route's being delayed? Anybody who doesn't know, a metro bus is a kind of a new busway built in Bristol. It's a guided busway, not a tram, but it's a guided busway. And uh, there was a funny fact. So the M3, all both two routes were meant to open this kind of this month, and only one opened because, uh, well, basically they realised that they uh, didn't build it wide enough. For they the did their maths fix, wrong. Fit oh down. my god! They did I their maths wrong. It was the bridge by the creates. Yeah, that's yeah, the, the completely Long Ashton, off. It's Long like Ashton's three centimeters off, which yeah. is a lot. <laughs> and it's going to cost two hundred thousand pounds to fix. Oh, that that bridge was the biggest pain in my ass for like three years while they were redoing it for the bus, and it's not big enough. Not done. Well, they, they need to do some more work, but they have every to... every week. I had to go all the way down the river to cross at the <laughs> other point because that bridge wasn't in action. It's not big enough. Yeah. Well, two hundred thousand pounds is what it's going to cost. But they said basically it was quite funny in an interview. They were like, "So we've we've made savings further down the route." Okay. So we're going to use the savings we used to pay for this work. So basically, he said, "Yeah. Um, however well intentioned these savings were." Uh, we've kind of messed up here. But that, that part of the bus route isn't even finished anyway, is it? Like I walked through uh, it the other day, there's still loads of building going, like not going on. There's well, it's like the, the, the M4 route that never was, the link road Please where... don't make it that. I walk through it every... <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so yeah, their argument is that we should build more in London to make regional connectivity. Yeah, no, uh, <laughs> internal domestic flights is not what we need at all. Why not? They're, because we can have high-speed railways, which are far better for the environment and more efficient. And when they're owned by the state, they'd be a lot more cheaper. <laughs> yeah. Actually, talking of, talking of railways, did you see the um, uh, the newspapers in the north? They get really angry about Northern Rail. Oh, yeah, okay. To the point where there's like 30 local newspapers that are uh, written on their front page. Northern fail, go away, et cetera, et cetera. Oh. Oh, it's time for change. It is time for change. Well, we see like, we've, all, we've already had, we've already seen East Coast Main Line back into public ownership. Yeah. What happened? Well, it went, it was first, it was owned by um, uh, North Northeast Railway yeah. Company, yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Then that became... Um, Virgin. No, Nash, that became... Um, it was who's the people who National Express? Then it went bust, so it went back to public ownership, and then they were like, "Hmm, it's made a profit in public ownership. Let's sell it to Virgin." <laughs> so Virgin took it over, and now it's back in public ownership. So th that for, for you listeners, that is that is that is Chris Grayling for you. <laughs> Nationalise the railways. There is no argument not to nationalise <laughs> yeah, the railways. Literally no. Um, I don't understand. Talking of talking of time frames, though, he says that it, it would cost fourteen billion pounds and that it would be completed by 2026 and entirely privately funded. But then MPs have been warning that taxpayers would end up footing the bill for you know, road improvements, 
upgrades because you've got to remember when you build a runway you've also got all the extra buses and all the extra trains and the yeah, roads like, uh, and uh, the car park space and the WH Smiths that yeah. need to be built it's important to understand a runway <laughs> not just a strip of tarmac no. like yes. it's, a, it's all the infrastructure around it and that's why it's ridiculously expensive I'm, I'm going to show Charlie the map of the route this is this is this well, yeah. Where are they putting it? Because I was looking at the debate put it about through, that, wasn't there? Uh, basically, through John McDonald's constituency. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> what? What's happening to that? Sorry, I'm just trying to understand this map. Uh, we'll put it in the show notes. What is happening to that? New? Oh, it's going into a tunnel. Yeah. That's going to cost a lot of money as well. Yeah. It's going oh. into a tunnel. So the M25 is going to go into, into a, a tunnel. tunnel. We don't have many motorway tunnels in the UK, do we? No. I'm almost for it now. I want a motorway tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't. I, that's Fun not fact my about opinion. the M25, it was originally part of uh, some, uh, ring, ringways, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, one of the unfinished London ring yeah. roads. We'll put those in the show notes as well. I'll give yeah. another job to Charlie. Mm, yeah. Um, so yeah, it's gonna so it's gonna be kind of expanding out by the M4 and the M25, and it's uh, basically, do you know, there, there is a conspiracy theory that they're just doing it to spike John McDonnell. Oh. oh, poor John. I poor feel like MPs are petty enough to do that. Like, so I would totally believe that. So, yeah, not I really like good. They're spending a lot of money on this, but what's happening to Grenfell? Well, what, Grenfell? Yeah, what are they doing about that? Uh, well, um, are they not, are they not, are they not compensating the families? Oh no, fucking, the, b- talking, <laughs> of, talk, fucking talking of Grenfell actually, did you, <laughs> Sorry, I, I, we never swore on this podcast before you, <laughs> changing the game boys, <laughs> I mean I like it, but I'm just saying, you like know. you said, it's a different format, it's way a different more format, which, no, I'm not going to say, talking of um, your thing about Grenfell, mm. did you see that because they're going to have to like go through all this cladding and take it off these buildings, well they're not even sure yet because aren't they still Going through the inquiry of whether it well, I know, I know that. Sped up first, the fire. Firstly, there was something that came out today about um, there's going to be an inquiry into the policy of stay yeah, the put, the stay put pri- fire brigade yeah, policy, which is which is the policy that if I suppose if you see a fire, what stay until the fire brigade come and rescue yeah. you. You know, do all the pillow. Yeah, it does. It does make sense in most contexts. You know, it's, not it's when you're in a ninety-six, not yeah. in a nineteenth-floor high-rise building. The problem is these. The, you know, the fire brigade and uh, whoever's responsible for kind of fire safety at national level have to. Um, you know, have to do some kind of simple rule because we can't say like, well, if you're in a house that's over this many stories or if you're in a building that's got this kind of cladding with these kind of windows and these kind of doors, like you need some kind of mm. catch-all rule. And unfortunately, Grenfell was a massive tragedy, but it's in most cases, but I think the stay put rule... One thing yeah, I- it's also because... Grenfell's like fire scariers. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's, there's one thing I want to bring up. There's one thing I want to bring up. We don't. Two yeah. hours and they lasted 30 minutes. Like. There's one thing I want to bring up about Grenfell. It's the fact that there was a thing going around. If they have to take all this cladding off, uh, there was a headline in the newspaper. I think it was the Eye or something like that that was saying that because they've had to take, because they're going to have to take this cladding off, it's going to limit the amount of money they can put to forward to affordable housing because they're going to take the, out of the budget for oh, affordable Jesus. housing to pay for this cladding to come off. That's, I mean, that's incredibly ironic, isn't it? It's like the, the problem that caused this all in the first place, skimping on affordable housing, mm. it's probably going to cause it all again in a different way. Next we'll have like sinkholes under council flats or something. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, no, that's insane. That's absolutely insane. Okay, so I think we have time for one more on our list. Which one do you want to go for? We could go for TSB. <laughs> Well, there isn't oh, much to say about TSC, is they're, there? They're, well, they're they're just they messed up. <laughs> well, I mean, you know. Well, and Visa, Visa, for a, for a little while, apparently, I was, I, I was actually in work, and someone was like, you know what, I had a real problem with Visa, like, I, apparently I was in Asda. Is that how they sounded? Yeah. Wow. 
when they do. He was in Alistair and he was trying to pay for something. And apparently, the guy stand there was a guy standing there saying, "These don't work." These everyone was queuing up at the cash machine to get money out this for their shop. This is an exhilarating story. Just have I know. To say, what happened next, Jack? What happened next? I can't wait. I'm on the edge of my seat. Did it not work? What did it? You, well, that's the thing. They could still get cash out. This is why, like, the visa <laughs> thing is just not that interesting. Right. So, Long story what, short. So, what do we? What do you want to do then? Well, breast cancer. We could talk about breast cancer. Talk I about mean, Brexit. Or we could talk about look, Elliot. So Elliot can't be with us today, but he's provided some uh, topic notes. This is what he read. So, firstly, he said, "Laugh at Visa slash TSB for their respective meltdowns." <laughs> But then after, he says, why is every party, brackets, left, right and centre, melting down internally over Brexit? Uh, I, I, di- I didn't realise those were written by Elliot. I should have guessed that you would b- blame mm. something on the left and the right and the centre. Normally <laughs> it would just be like, why are the Tories messing up? <laughs> we're an impartial podcast. Uh, yeah, sure, <laughs> sure, yeah, of course. He says Tom with his, like, red microphone. His... <laughs> it's not a red <laughs> microphone, it's got a red sticker on to tell me it's my microphone. <laughs> Jordan comes flying through the window with an American flag to try him on a bold eagle. He's just like, I'm here. Daddy, daddy. No, wrong one. That's you. Indeed. <laughs> okay, yeah. So Cold, Cold War never existed. What? Oh, God. What? Never existed? What's that one? Long live Gorbachev. Oh, my God. Oh. Okay. So, basically, we're saying, why is everyone... Stalin did nothing wrong. Why is... Mm. <laughs> That's worse than what I said. Uh, I don't even. I mean, is just being incorrect worse than racism? What oh. do you reckon? <laughs> Please do tell us on the <laughs> on the comments. Do you? That's going to be a poll in the next. Yeah. <laughs> do you think? Put in the comments what you think Louis said. said yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, if anyone gets it, I'll be so impressed because it's not racist. It's <laughs> it, very it racist. It is very racist. <laughs> it wasn't. You're painting me out. It's racist. almost like what Anne Marie Morris said. Right? No, it wasn't. Yeah, it no. was. I'm going to link you. What did Anne-Marie Morris say? She said, well, she used no, to, she, used, she she was talking about Brexit and she used like a, a phrasing of N-word in a woodpile. Oh, I did hear about that. That's not the same thing. It is though. No, because I'm not talking about I a person the... of colour. Yes, talking... you are. No, no, I'm not. It's about, an, it's the animal. Okay, great. Uh, that's that... why it's funny because it's, is that know, the? Is that you the, now will know what he said. Just is that, so is that the excuse that people use in the playground? No, that bitch just means female dogs. I can use. Yeah, it. it's not like I said it to someone. It was a. It was a phrase. Right. Okay. Should we talk about breast cancer? Oh, let's lighten the mood. Racism, Brack. Breast, breast cancer or racism? Bre- Sorry, no, not racism. <laughs> <laughs> Brexit. I also, we we're clipping on all three channels, just so you know. We're not. Um, yeah, we well, were. Well, we we were for a little bit. Yeah, I can tell you. Thank, thank you, guys. Oh, uh, so, Brexit, Bre- why is everyone melting down? Will Theresa May last? Oh, Theresa May will last because she has. She technically has a mandate now after no, two did, elections, did you, did you see? Did you see rumour is that Michael Gove's manoeuvring? Oh, I don't like <laughs> Michael Gove. He's setting up Goh- for another back, backstab, is no, it? No, but the rumour is he is he is manoeuvring and he's got support from quite a lot of part of the party. One thing they don't realise is he's really just not popular in the There, there will not be another. I would put money, there will not be another snap Him, action. Him, I put him with... Um, with Andrew Lloyd Webber, who looked like the melting what? candle wax. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought this was like your opinions of people. I was going to say, I thought you liked Joseph. <laughs> yeah, but not Weren't you in Joseph? Yeah, but not Andrew Lloyd Webber, who takes like tax credits away from poor people oh because God. he's incredibly okay. wealthy. Didn't know about that. I saw him, actually. I've seen him. Did you? Uh, yeah, well, you. We were in, yeah, well. And it was, Tim it Rice. It was really weird. Tim Rice is a Tory. I haven't seen him. There you go. <laughs> uh, what were we talking about? Brexit. Brexit. The reason everyone's melting down over Brexit, not talking about Theresa May here, just everyone, is that there was no clear plan for Brexit. And so we're now going through this period where we're trying to kind of like work out 
what we want from Brexit when we know the answer is already that we're having Brexit and it's like it's all a massive Brexit means stuff Brexit up. yeah it's it's a difficult one and red I, light and blue Brexit yeah Brexit <laughs> <laughs> I have massive sympathy for anyone who's involved in the Brexit no, uh, negotiations because like it's just a bit of a clusterfuck mm. um, there we go I've sworn as well now hey <sighs> Rule of three. <laughs> I think it's been more than three. But, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's just like, it, it, it's it, yeah. a massive mess. It's, it's such a mess that you can't blame anyone but everyone. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Much. Like, you can't blame, blame Nigel Farage. He can just scapegoat mm. for anything now. Did you see what Nigel Farage said? He said that I never said it would be good. I, I never just, said I, it would be bad. I, I just, just said we'll facts, be in control. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and then... <laughs> Charlie's now laughing. I had not heard that. That's that's incredible. Oh, that's proper like cognitive dissonance, isn't it? You know, washing your hands of the problem. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ, it's all a mess. Is it though? Yes. What do yes, you think? It's all a massive is it a mess? mess? Is it a mess? Of course, yeah. it's a mess. What What would your ideal situation be? Um, I don't, I don't know, because obviously... red, white, and blue Brexit, blue, pink, yes. and yellow. What does that mean? So Honestly, a bright purple Brexit. The whole thing that's what is I want. The customs union we just can't be in it, can we? Like it, no. make, it would make no sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if we have like customs union, freedom of movement, all those other things, yeah, and we're like still in the EU. It's literally that. Yeah, no, like, that's not oh, happen. oh, so you don't be in the EU? Okay, let's just rub. Like, let me get a pencil and just rub out EU, <laughs> and it just says union. <laughs> like, oh, customs. Okay, fine, perfect. Yeah. EU, EU's gone. It's fine. No, it's just, you have to get rid of it all. Otherwise, it's literally it's futile. Yeah, but then you know it's. Uh, I would not be that surprised if they actually ended up doing like a super soft Brexit. I I don't think the EU will go for this, but I think this is what a lot of politicians will be pining for because... Pining for the fields? What? (laughs) Uh, It's Monty Python. Oh, excellent. Um, They, I think like it would... A lot of politicians would come out of it very well if we get a soft Brexit at this point. Yeah. Because there's such a kind of... But you know, just, there's still 48% of the population. It's not the long run, is it? No, I know. I, I, t- I, 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 you know. Like, at this point, if we're going to get a Brexit, we want to leave because then we could just form way better relationships outside of... Could we, though? Like, with who? I don't... America. Even though they said they're going to tariff our steel, but they're not really. It's just for China. We don't really <laughs> make steel anymore, yeah, anyway. No, we so. make, what, it, what it is is we make specific types of steel oh, that okay. we need for their military. And right. so there's, it's kind of a, basically Donald Trump's done the whole big crusade of everything's going to be made in America when he's already he's already said that yeah. he's, he's allowing Australian still, even Should though he said he's banning all still. Should we talk about... Um... Are you trying to be like a disc jockey? Because <laughs> you're being very bad at it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're just trying to like chime in like, five minutes after oh, the I conversation. I want to feel valued. No, I was just... A bit Did anyone want to talk about Donald Trump starting a trade war with multiple countries at once? <laughs> well, um, well, I thought that's taking it red, really, with Donald Trump. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. I actually, oh no, I can't talk about this because I don't know the words. <laughs> I don't know the words. I don't know the words to say. There's. Uh, have you heard of the Overton window? Yes, move what the moving the window the way the political persuasion yes the way that become what becomes more acceptable. Donald Trump is make is basically forcing everyone's hand so that we get more right wing voices on TV and that kind of stuff and people in the far right are seeming more and more normal because of Donald Trump. It's very interesting. Well, on, 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 the, on be... the trade war issue though, um, basically what he's saying is that you need to buy more American steel, 
and not buy so much from China. Yeah, but he's he's putting these tariffs on America's allies and also who America like he's putting the tariffs on Canada. He's putting them on. Well, Mexico. it won't end well. It won't end well, will it? Yeah, exactly. Like it, it, they've already there's already been like a massive list of um, counter like counter tariffs and all that kind of stuff. Really weird things, but apparently things that are quite relevant to. Um, to America, I don't know. You should check out the list. Again, might put it in the we show might, notes. We might co- yeah, we might come to that a bit more next week. Basically, really. if you want to have any idea what's going on on the podcast, check out the show notes. <laughs> yeah, because we we don't we don't talk about this stuff coherently. You have to read up on it afterwards. Basically, it's one of those kind of like listen and read along. You know, oh, you know yeah, like those yeah, old yeah, books yeah, where yeah, they used yeah. to like you used to turn the page and you know you press the play button because yeah, <laughs> we don't speak coherently. You just got to follow it in the notes and yeah. kind of just get the gist of what we're saying and look at the diagram that Charlie's. <laughs> it's gonna like a fighting fantasy. Just gonna put an <laughs> <edit>. <laughs> Go to page two to find out what yeah. we're actually on. Choose no, your gonna, own adventure. Yeah, it's gonna be like, do you want Skip Charlie? To do you want Charlie you... to a swear on on the podcast? <laughs> b say something racist? Or c jump around like a mongoose? Oh. Put it in the comments now. Oh, okay. Right. So, but we we we're, we are agreeing that Donald Trump. It's kind of messing up with these tariffs, right? Is anyone, yeah, I mean, is it's not. It's certainly not the worst Charlie, thing he's done. I'm you're going to go to the if protest? You, if you, which protest? You know, the one on oh, the Oh, when he turns visit, up, yeah. I will That's not right. be in... I'll not be around. Uh, which is really I unfortunate. Do you know, have to go she, to London, I, I think... I assume there's going to be a protest in Bristol as well. Did you see... I don't know if you saw the protest of, um, of the, the things well, on social media. We don't have long, so this is the last thing, I suppose. The thing on social media about people storing up their Wii ready for him coming. I mean, like you don't need that's to store it up. <laughs> Why don't you just like yeah, we in the you know so it can ferment? Unless they come out with like a trebuchet. <laughs> 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 like, because like, you pee frequently, so unless you're coming out with a lot, then. I don't understand what you're And this is a lovely place to end it, I think. Unless, yeah. they, want it, unless they want it fermented. Does it get like... Oh, uh, if you boil it down, you can make a really powerful explosive. I'm not saying there's any terrorist pro- plots <laughs> against Donald Trump, obviously. No one would Wait, want to urea, kill Donald wait, Trump. Can it get like, more potent if you leave it? Does yeah, it's, it's the urea itself. So Charlie won't be joining us next week because he's being <laughs> taken under the prevent strategy. She's going to see we go into his house you've got a pantry full of piss. You foiled my plan. I thought my own plan. I just, yeah. like, outed myself. Oh. Well, thank you very much. Oh, there we go. Thank you very much for coming, listening. Thank you very much, Charlie. No problem. Thank you. <laughs> you sound like... Well, I'll take the chains off when we're finished. Thank you very much, Louis, for coming. Yeah, and hopefully we'll have some more people. Elliot should be joining us next week. Shall and we hopefully some conservatives. Shall we, nice. shall, shall, we have... quick, shall we quickly shame Freya for not being here? Yeah, for... Oh, sorry! Do. Oh, I've actually got work and natural stress things. No, he's come to this podcast. It's... This is where the fun is. <laughs> you learn you learn stuff here. Like I taught Charlie about the... Uh, uh, the what the... Nigel Farage says yes, about Brexit. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, we'll put the... Charlie will find the video, I'm sure. Yeah, There's one from Open Britain. It's going around Excellent. the Facebook. Right, wow. Well, thank you very much for watching. Good we'll so see. Cheers, guys. Watching, listening. Where's the camera? Is there a hidden <laughs> camera? You've been prepped by the prank patrol. Is Dom going to jump out? Or <laughs> well, thank you very much for listening. See you next week. Right, bye. Bye.